Hello and welcome to the Tech Geek Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Vyadu Banshi, and I'm here with a podcast episode that talks about digital teams. Today, I'm in conversation with Saurabh Das, Vice President, Global Practice Head, Digital Transformation at Brilio. Saurabh is a senior executive with diverse global experience in both product and service organization, providing breakthrough leadership in strategy, revenue growth, building high-performance global teams, and cutting-edge products or platforms for customer-centric digital economy. Welcome to the show, Saurabh. Thank you, Sukriti. Uh, thanks for having me on the Tech Geek podcast. So super excited to discuss this topic. Indeed, uh, Saurabh, and I'm looking forward to some great insights so that we'll, you know, you'll be sharing with us today. So let's get started. Uh, so Saurabh, it's said that to, to move uh, one's organization from targeted experimentation to driving agility at scale, it's crucial to focus on agile capability buildings, right? So, you know, to start with, help, uh, you know, our audience understand the, the right definition, the understanding of what agile teams are, because in the end, they are the ones who would be building those agile capabilities, right? That's so creepy. And I think there is a bit of why, what, and how to the answer. I think first we have to realize the backdrop we are operating in. Uh, today, the pace of business is uh, probably nothing that we have seen before in terms of uh, being extremely competitive, uh, holding your place as a transformation leader in your industry, or even like, you know, uh, staying, staying afloat to be relevant in your industry has become very important. Uh, the second, obviously, force of change is that uh, what we started calling as digital transformation, that every enterprise now needs to reconceive itself, traditional or non-traditional, as a software business, because that's your competitive advantage. Now, if that's the backdrop, your speed to be competitive in the market becomes absolutely crucial. And uh, to stay com competitive with uh, organizations such as Amazon, which are very capable to release uh, not only products, but net new revenue channel and blitzkrieg speed is what you're facing. The response to that is organizations need to be or enterprises need to be agile and the technology and digital divisions within that and the teams and the partners that are working with that have to be extremely agile, subservient to just one cause, which is to generate value at a space that we have never seen. Now to do that, agile team becomes core to the philosophy and culture of any organization that if you don't have teams that can be very situationally fluent to think about ambiguous problem or complex problem and respond to that, then there is no chance for you to stay competitive. And that's where agile teams, agility, enterprise agility, and the lexicons go on and on, uh, has become so relevant to our current time. And uh, Sukriti, that's, that's where the chronicles are getting written in terms of what should be the view of next generation of software development. You know, with with this answer that you've given me about the software development part, tell me, you know, as companies become digitally empowered, how have IT teams aligned themselves to focus on agile engineering? Uh, sorry. Sure, sure. And, and uh, it's interesting that when we refer to certain uh, things as a new way, there is obviously an old way that we are, or a legacy paradigm that we are trying to shrug away. Uh, the industry of IT technology for a long time performed in a certain dimension, and we call that Trioka, which was about 
uh, costs, managing projects to cost, managing uh, schedule or time, and managing uh, the scope of what you want to deliver. Now, th this made life very simple, which because like you know you would undertake uh, roadmaps which were 24, 36 months uh, old, and like you know you will put teams, structure it right, and do it with huge amount of predictability. Uh, fast forward to the problem statement or the classification of problem statements we deal today, and I would often like to call it uh, wicked problems because there may not be any comparison of that or there may not be any reference point that how they have been solved before because they are very contextual. They are very ambiguous in nature. That's where this, the trioka that I described has been transformed into focus on three very different elements, which is speed because you want to you want to learn, fail fast, and then engineer something that you can take to the market very fast. Uh, your undivided attention to creating value. Value is much more than like cost efficiency. So value is like, you know, how you can create value for your end consumers, uh, create net new revenue channels, and so on and so forth. And the third thing, which is absolutely important, is quality. Because when you take something out there, as we call it in our industry, uh, ship it when you can sign it. So getting it right every time through instituted process of engineering has become critical. Now this mindset shift is also as much culture as well as ritual. That's where I think agile teams fit very well, where teams have to respond very fast, be adaptable, be scalable to start performing to deliver value very, very quickly. And this re-engineering for many organizations is as much operating model as, as cultural because you are shrugging off a ways of doing things which are almost two decades or three decades old uh, coded in your DNA. And that's where we, we notice a lot of conflict and a lot of cultural and change management uh, triggers that we have to inculcate. So crazy back to you. Okay, uh, so Saurabh, what are the core skill sets, uh, you know, critical to engineers for maintaining agility across workloads? Sure. So, again, to appreciate this, let's talk about teams functioning within agile construct. Uh, I think there was a period when we valued huge amount of specialization and people would deeply specialize in parts of like, you know, construction of software. Uh, not that that has gone away, but what that did was made your teams quite fat. Uh, because for every specialization, our technology landscape keeps on changing. For every specialization, you started introducing more people to the teams, which is very counterintuitive to how agile principles uh, would work. You try to figure out units of work and uh, the industry has coined teams like uh, terms like uh, one pizza or two pizza teams, which is essentially team sizes that can share two pizzas, essentially not more than 10, 12 people. Now, if you're thinking about chunks of team or pods, which are so small and nimble, which what it means is that you have to almost think about them as cast those roles in very specialized way. So these are teams that are autonomous in nature they can actually rally around the vision purpose of what is getting constructed and uh, be still be purposeful. And uh, within that, there are 
team members who are far more dexterous and cover lot more space. Uh, so for, for the invention of the term, like full stack engineers have come from the fact that uh, these are engineers which have to understand many tenets of uh, uh, construction of softwares and keep, can be super independent. Then there are roles like product managers who are constantly keeping the team on course, course to the vision becomes very important. So in summary, the teams that are successful in this environment are the teams that are extremely dexterous, pick up technology, pick up paradigms on the way, uh, but their insatiable need to solve the business problem becomes critical to their success. Now, if you think about these pods of team, when you're solving larger problems, these pods of teams have to come together to solve, uh, although they are autonomous, but they'll get assembled to solve like, you know, much larger problem. That's where agile at scale comes into picture. And that's where more role gets introduced in terms of portfolio management, value streaming, uh, looking at product management more holistically. And hence the core skills are now getting defined far more on the cultural aspects of how software should be defined in the most most uh, slick way and fastest way and that becomes a stress on like you know skills of future the skills of future has one more element which is what we noticed through the pandemic as well that some of these concepts work very well when the team is co-located so if i have a team that is in the same building uh like you know 20 people working together uh, it works very smoothly just because, you know, at any point of time, you can swivel your chair, ask the next person some question, collaborate far easily. But when when pandemic hit us, we saw these nodes getting split away. Everybody was in their location, uh, different location, trying to collaborate. So the fact that in virtual, the muscles of collaborating, the muscles of using the right technology to not be invasive in each other's space, but collaborate very effectively, power of data to measure throughput value and so on and so forth, has also started modifying our culture a lot more because now we are prepared for teams that are hyper distributed and still create value in very small uh, quantums of time. Back to you, Sukriti. All right. So, Saurabh, uh, how has the shift in mindset from uh, project to product uh, been a game changer for IT teams? What would you say to that? Sure. I think I'll st start by there is enough codes out there. Uh, we expect by 2023, which is not too far away, that 80% of organizations uh, will, will embrace uh, advanced method of agility and product manage management right at the center of their operating model. So they'll become, that'll become core and intrinsic to their operating models. And there's a quote by Gartner. Now, now what this shows is that the realization that this is important for my organization to stay afloat, stay relevant. Uh, I think we have crossed that bridge uh, sometime back. So the imperative is very clear uh, and so on and so forth. But what's also happening is that the maturity of different organizations at this point of time uh, are at varied uh, levels in the spectrum of maturity. And that's where we see interesting experiments happening across the board. I think the organizations that have been able to put this right in the center of uh, their operating model, be true to the strategy around that, and then embrace the culture are showing far more dividends. Because 
agility is not something you can adopt by just wearing a banner and a t-shirt uh, it's hard work it comes to execution and relentless focus on pretty much every single day to transform human behaviors from uh, certain ways to the other uh, the other thing we noticed which is phenomenal um, is that a lot of the organizations are also adopting innovation centers incubation centers to make sure that they can actually foster and harvest this culture uh, in an autonomous way and not just bring it to the mothership so that's where you'll start seeing a lot more experiments around uh, people having their digital or product engineering arms to get a upshot and uh, like you know take away the malarkey of like having this legacy mindset and then bring it back to the larger enterprise uh, the last thing worth talking about is a lot of experiments that we see which is also a greater mind shift mind shift uh, i'd like to call it as enterprise startups and and this is a two like you know counterintuitive words back together enterprises are supposed to be large uh, hierarchical uh, billion dollar plus enterprises with structured process whereas startups are the antithesis of that startup every morning you wake up to be very purposeful about how the team's going to come together and solve the most relevant problems for that and i think the fusion of these two cultures in many organizations that we see that how can an enterprise become far more nimble and become uh, a startup like environment where you have the you have flattened hierarchies your decision making process are far swifter you are making decisions not just based on like you know uh, large business cases that have been written for 24 months but micro business cases which you are constantly maneuvering to see how markets reacting to the product is becoming the paradigm of what we are seeing right now and uh, successful organizations are adopting this far far faster than many other organizations that we see to you, All right. So, uh, you know, Saurabh, how does this agile in engineering ensure superior customer value? Because, you know, in the end, it's about what we deliver. So how do you think this is helping in the uh, uh, you know, consumer experience altogether? Sure. sure. I, I think there are two forces of nature that are coming together. One is agile, which is all focused on speed value quality making sure your teams are purpose-built to put something out there in, in front of the customer as fast as possible because your time to market is always challenged if uh, one year was good enough uh, it will get pushed down to six months three months so you're always trying to make sure that you are putting additives into the market which is valued by your customer so that's one force of nature which is like you know making sure if think about anything if even if it's a phone or an os or a, anything that you're using you're, you're getting constant updates which are far superior than the uh, past uh, the second force of na nature is what we call as product engineering which is the mindset with which you work in agile teams uh, product engineering by definition balances four axes uh, one axis is uh, your focus on creating business value so every time you're you're actually working on constructing a software, you're always going back and pivoting yourself on the shared goal, visions, priorities, but also validating that what you're gonna put out in the market are, are proving a bunch of hypotheses and making sure it is robust. It's not just based on like, you know, a long-term vision. 
The second axis you're balancing is consumers because at the end of the day, the product that you launch will have consumers, whether it's the context of uh, B2C, B2B, or any kind of mechanics. Uh, that's where you're constantly testing and using data to figure out that what you're going to put in the market is going to be the next hit software out there. Uh, the third thing you're balancing is technology because today uh, your classifications of the problems that can be solved, you have a myriad of choices that are available in terms of technology from data, AI, ML to blockchain to IOTs. So you're always challenging that what canvas of technology you should bring in to solve this far differently than you've solved differently uh, before. And the last piece, which is super important, is also the operationalization. Because what happens is that often in software world, you, you try to put your finish line as something that where you're constructed the software, you put it in production and you're done. But as Jeff Bezos says, the fun starts on day one, which is once the product gets adopted in the market and you start knowing what are the true feedback and how you respond to that. So operationalization becomes uh, very important. So what this, this frame of product engineering does for you is you're always focused, not only bringing in speed, but also challenging that the value you're gonna drive is gonna be spot on or as close to reality as possible. So hence, when you deliver, uh, you are more than like, you know, your traditional paradigms of like, you know, constructing software, you're more assured that you are gonna provide superior customers to value. Now, this may sound trivial, but this is where a lot of your culture, team composition, operating model becomes very, very, uh, intrinsic to do this in a repeatable fashion for enterprises, agnostic of people in uh, people in question, because you have to also homogenize and make this scalable. Uh, otherwise, like you know, you'll be great success in a pilot, but you won't be able to scale. That's that's where like you know the true fortitude of an organization to scale such a process comes into picture. Back to you, Sukriti. Thanks, uh, Saurabh. And this is the last one that I would want to understand. You know, because. Uh, you know, we, we spoke about uh, various aspects that, uh, you know, agile teams can uh, perform and, you know, the whole uh, building process of uh, such a team. Tell me what are the future career opportunities for product engineers amidst the global uh, demand for digital capabilities? Like? I think first and foremost, this is the place to be in. Because uh, at the onset, I said that if future of all enterprises are to become software companies to digitize their value chain and be far more competitive. So you can't separate product engineering from that. Hence, the relevancy of uh, people with the right skill just becomes that more important. And uh, as we see the consumption of like, you know, technology, digital product engineering has just become far higher. Now within that, I do think uh, some archetypes of roles will become super critical and people can actually weave careers, very interesting careers in that. I think the appreciation for deep engineers of futures uh, who, are, who are polyglot in shape, and polyglot by definition means that you're, you're not just master of one topic, but multitude of topics, is people who are able to pick more skills and be be far more polyglots will be very successful. That's where I think the definition of full stack engineers come into picture. That's where uh, people who have grown through constructing deep 
uh, system software, but are now picking up skills on data, makes it far more uh, richer in terms of the playing positions you can uh, occupy in such a team. Uh, the second thing, obviously, is that any product engineering effort has the word product in it, which is where your focus on the market, focus on like understanding your consumer technology uh, and all the aspect. And this is, this is where the world has shifted from what we used to call as project managers to product managers, which is somebody who's got a far wider perspective of the business and consumers and can run and drive teams toward the common vision will become the critical glue of holding such teams and uh, and and making sure you're constantly repeating the success of past institutionalized motions and so on and so forth. I also see uh, a lot more, lot more. Uh, I would say collaborators, people who can work uh, with dexterity and transcend the borders, transcend the time zones to have basically build teams that are far more distributed will will come super handy just because of the fact that as you know in this in this industry uh what we always get starved of is talent and hence organizations are building a various talent model where uh some of the paradigms of co-location is getting outweighed by where you can get talent which is uh, absolutely spot on but you're able to let go the constraints of geography but what that also puts a pressure back on individuals like us is to start developing those over index muscles, muscles that even if you are remote, even if you are behind the uh, behind the Zoom call, uh, your ability to collaborate, ability to index on uh, being part of such rich teams becomes very important. So uh, to sum it all, I think the future is bright, and uh, this is just we are we are scratching the surface, but skills that will get developed in context of this will be premium for the industry. Thank you so much, Saurabh. I am sure, you know, the briefing on the power of Agile teams you've given us is uh, is absolutely, absolutely uh, super useful for our audience today. So thank you so much for that. Pleasure, Sukriti. Happy to be part of this. And uh, thank you so much for having me here. It was, uh, you know, a very delightful conversation, Saurabh. Thank you once again, audience. Thank you for joining us and listening to our conversation. Hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, the insights that uh, Saurabh has shared with us and would be useful for your, uh, you know, career growth in the coming time as we see more and more of digital transformation. I will be back with another podcast. Stay tuned to Tech for all the latest tech updates and happenings.